Today is January 7th, and the New York Knicks are 4-0 in the OG Ananobi era. The Knicks are back. We also have some rumors to go over. I'm here joined by Chris. Let's run that intro. They're playing basketball. Basketball. You're listening to the Knicks Nation Podcast, where we've got all your Knicks needs covered. Puts up a three. Bang! Bang! He ties the game! Now, live from the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Anthony and Chris. What's going on, Knicks Nation? The New York Knicks are 4-0 to start this new year, 2024. They've beaten two of the best teams in the league. They've beaten the Minnesota Timberwolves. They've beaten the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, that game was simply incredible. Um, OG Ananobi has looked great to start this season, Chris, and I'm just loving what I'm seeing. Um, I'm just loving what I'm seeing from the squad. Everyone is seem, seemingly playing well, but, um, Chris, what's going on, man? How you, how you liking this new year, new Knicks? This, this new year so far has been great. I mean, like you said, won our last four games with OG Ananobi here on the Knicks. What, what more can you ask for, right? I mean, you can't ask for anything else. I mean, look, we beat in Philadelphia, and that game alone was, you know, national televised vehicle, and uh, OG and Anomi was on Tyrese Maxey for the most part. Embiid still pull up, pull up thirty and ten, and I felt, I felt like he had like a bad game. You know, he had like six turnovers in that game, Chris. But look, Isaiah Hardenstein, we'll talk about him coming up. He's been simply incredible for this team. Julius Randle, he had that, you know, bad game versus Philly, but bounced right back versus the Washington Wizards. And then the consistent nature of OG Ananobi is just, you know, refreshing to 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 witness. And then Jalen Brunson, Chris, I mean, the 1A Jalen Brunson has simply been playing incredible. And that has led the charge in this run, honestly. So shout out to JB, man. Balling out. Yeah, JB has been, you know, as as advertised, right? Yeah. We, we all know this guy is an all-star. And, you know, talking about all-stars, let's get our guys into the all-star game. <laughs> Let's let's vote our guys into the All Star game. Vote for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, it, it's a crime that Julius wasn't on the ballots to start, but let's get our guys in there. Yeah, I think he was what sixth in forward finishes, sixth in votes, and uh, was uh, no was Julius. I don't think Ju- Jalen Brunson was sixth. I think Brunson was sixth, yeah. but Julius was not even on the ballot, which wow. is insane. And I I feel like the national media has to do with that a little bit, but. That's that's a conversation for another day. I mean, we take slings and hours from the national media all day long. But Chris, man, OJ and OB, your first reaction, four games in, four and oh, and an OB has obviously his defense has been, you know, incredible for the Knicks. I have some stats here that will probably blow your mind. Um, some underlying things from OJ and OB that has been incredible. And the Knicks are playing well. They're sharing the ball. Uh, your first thoughts on, about OJ and OB, his first full week as a New York Knicks. What do you like? What don't you like? What have you seen? And then uh, I'll get my take about that. Defense, you know, yeah. the the impact that he's having on the defensive end. I mean, you know, you heard me say here I was I was going, hey, RJ, OJ, OG, what are you really getting there except mm-hmm. for a little bit of a better defender? I said that. No, he's <laughs> way better defensively, like – like <laughs> one example, Minnesota game. 
I think yeah. they uh, had a lob up to a uh, Rudy Gobert, which normally would would have got thrown down, no problem. But OG runs from the three point, the corner three, and literally just knocks the ball away from Gobert. That's something we normally would never get. You know, that's when my eyes opened up and I said, "Okay, this guy is—he's a menace defensively." You put him on the best player, you switch him off on anybody one through five. We saw him take it to Cat and was able to stop Cat. This guy is, he's hes elite defensively. So, and offensively, hey man, he's still giving us solid contribution from the offensive end. You know, he makes the smart pass. He drives in and doesn't force it. You know, he's a smart player. I like what I've seen so far, man. OG is, he's becoming a, a favorite of mine already. <laughs> For sure. Fan favorite. The Knicks are 4-0 in the OG and an OBR. I probably said that about five times already, but uh, sorry for repeating myself. <laughs> um, and in these last four games, he's averaging 12 points a game, 5.3 rebounds, and he is plus 87. <laughs> when I mean, he's Sweet. plus 87. Best on the team. And then the New York Knicks are 4-0 with OG and an OB. Yeah, I mean, that first game versus uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we saw right Right off the bat, I mean, uh, OG came out hitting his corner threes, playing great defense on Ant Edwards, and uh, we're we're starting to see like the game versus the Washington Wizards. We're starting to see the New York Knicks run more offensive sets for an OG Ananobi. You know, he's only been here a week, and um, you know, so I, I feel like his usage will go up, and I feel like his offense will you know get better with time. It's just that right now we have Brunson and Randall playing at all star levels, and you know the way Brunson is playing. Um, his usage is up as well. Randall's usage is up. Um, taking less threes for Randall, taking it to the basket. But yeah, I, I'm just loving the camaraderie of everything. And you, we're, we're hearing the Knicks players say like, OG knows how to share the ball, and OG knows you know where to where to pick his spots on the court. So we're hearing that from the Knicks players, and it makes you wonder like, is that kind of like a jab at the guys that went out, or simply an RJ Barrett? I mean, who knows? Oh man. I mean, I, I hope not. It, it yeah. sounds like it, but I, I hope that's not the case. Look, yeah. I still stand by when the tra- what I said when the trade went down. You know, OG I think is good for the Knicks, just as good as I think it quickly and RJR for Toronto. Yeah, and um, you know, they're it looks like the trade paying off for both teams, right? Yeah, I mean, whenever Toronto strolls into MSG or whenever we play Toronto, of course I want the Knicks to win, but I'm happy that. You know, RJ and quickly, they seem to be doing well. And more importantly, we're 4-0 since we got OG and Anobi. That's the that's the that's the most important thing that matters. And we're we're playing really well. Some of these comments in the chat. Samuel, salute from Puerto Rico. What's going on, Samuel Cortez? What's Puerto Rico? What's going on? Let's go. Lion says RJ got 26 at the half. Yeah, I think RJ Barrett is balling, currently balling right now against the uh, uh who are they playing? The Warriors. So yeah, respect to RJ, respect to the guys, but Chris, some nerd stats. When OG Ananobi is on the court, his efficiency differential, that's team points scored per 100 possession minus team points allowed per 100 possession. Sorry to get nerdy on you guys, but it is plus 46.4. That is, that, that, that's crazy. So when he's on the court, the differential is in, insane. And his defensive points per, per possession is minus 38.6 so obviously we know he's a great defender the numbers show it and um the Knicks defensively have have picked up as a team as well over the past four games they've been playing well and the proof is an opponent Chris I mean it's 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 it, it, it was a problem before the OG trade the defense 
And now to start the new year, it seems like, you know, they're starting to gain their footing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we saw that trend, right? Before yeah. the trade, teams started scoring over 100, 110, 122 on us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's scores that we're not used to, right? This Knicks team is, is built on their defense. You know, if they're not playing defense, then, you know, can we score with the best of them? Sure. But everything has to go perfect basically for us to outscore a team basically without us playing good defense yeah so having og man it just turned things around and again this is without mitchell robinson right which we could touch on a little bit later um i heart playing out of his mind but yeah we'll, we'll save that for later <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we'll, we have a question about i heart too um but yeah offense the, the the new york knicks as a team points per possession are 124 um, and a half efficiency field goal percentage is 57% defense. Um, their efficiency field goal percentage on defense is 50.75. That's good. Um, points per possession allowed. The New York Knicks as a team is 103.7. That is within the last four games. Um, that is with OG and OB. The Knicks are 4-0 with OG and OB on the court. And Chris, Jalen Brunson has simply been shooting the lights out. He's shooting 44% from three, 48% from mid-range, and 54% from corner three. That's crazy. And Dante DiVincenzo, if I were to tell you he's shooting 51% from corner threes, Chris, what would your reaction be? Thank God it That's wasn't crazy. a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were a lot of questions about DiVincenzo, man. A yeah. lot of people thought he was like a crazy overpay. And again, why are we getting another guard? We got quickly X, Y, and Z. But, you know, was he going to be able to shoot? Was he a product of, you know, the system? And no, it looks like this guy can really shoot, man. Um, shout out to DiVincenzo. He's another one of my favorites now because, man, he just he just lets it rip. And more times than not, you know, like you said, 51% from corner threes. Psh, to me, he seems like 50% from all over the court. But he's been a great addition to this Knicks team. That is crazy. Half of the time from he's making his corner threes. That is, And then he's yeah. shooting one of the best three points per shots in the league but um chris deuce mcbride you know all the talk about i mean we'll talk about some trade candidates coming up here soon um we have malcolm brogdon rumors that we'll touch on as well but it seems like deuce mcbride got the memo he he heard the noise and that game versus philly came in hot four four from three shooting the lights (sighs) out and then last game versus washington had a put back jam you know hey who's to say in the knicks don't do anything at the deadline, and they think Deuce is the is the answer. I'm not saying that's the case, but you know these <laughs> these past couple of games for Deuce, and I'm just happy that he's gotten his opportunity to shine. His opportunity, we all know, you know what he was capable of. Um, you know when it when the first when the trade first went down, you know the the bench unit. I mean, still at times the bench unit looks kind of clunky. Um, I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. Like last game yeah. versus Washington, we had you know. Tom Thibodeau sort of went away from his ro- his rotations. He he played Randall and Brunson the entire third quarter because the Wizards cut it to six. But Chris, your thoughts on Deuce? I mean, Miles McBride, man, taking advantage of his opportunity, and uh, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I like it, man. I mean, early on, you know, I mean, initially I had said I thought, you know, Deuce McBride was going to be one of the guys to get some minutes going forward, obviously, yeah. with the trade, you know, in spite, in spite of uh, quickly not being here and maybe giving Jalen Brunson some rest. And the first few games that he got in there, he looked terrible, man. 
it was just the offense was stagnant. He, you could see him hesitating. He didn't know. It almost seemed like he didn't want to make a mistake. He was scared to make a mistake. Yeah. But as of recently, man, like he came, like you said, against Philly, he came out four of four. He just, he sparked us like ridiculous. Like it was insane. And I was excited, man. I was excited for McBride, man. He's a hard worker, plays his ass off on defense. And man, if, if that offense comes around like that, not saying that this is going to be every single time he steps on the court, but you know, teams got to honor that now, you know? And I think the biggest thing for McBride is play with confidence. Don't be scared to make a mistake. Yeah. You know, I love what I'm seeing so far. And who knows, man? This is why the Knicks have kept them around, right? Mm-hmm. They see something in them and hopefully continues to develop into a solid player for us. Yeah, exactly, man. Shout out to dudes. Keep keep taking advantage of the opportunity. Um, but look, trading deadline is in, in about a month, right? And we're already having uh we're having rumors. Roach said the Knicks aren't done trading. Uh Jake Fisher said the Knicks aren't done. Have some comments in the chat said uh, 007, what's going on? What's up, guys? When is the next trade uh, coming soon? Evan Best says Brogdon would be perfect alongside Deuce. I think Brogdon had a good game today versus Brooklyn Nets. So, I mean, Chris, I'll give you a question. Uh, Alan Hahn brought up a question on his show. Um, so which would you choose? And in the chat, you guys can chime in as well. Door number one, Donovan Mitchell. Door number two, DeJounte Murray. I'm going to add another door to this. Door number three, Malcolm Brogdon, or door number four, Patience. So door number one, Donovan Mitchell. Door number two, DeJounte Murray. Door number three, Malcolm Brogdon, or door number four, Patience. You know what? I I, I still think... DeJounte Murray still intrigues me a lot. Yeah. I look, I, I get it. In Atlanta, he's playing alongside Trey Young. And people want to say, look, Jalen Brunson is just as small. If it doesn't work with, you know, Trey Young, why would it work with Jalen Brunson? I get that a hundred percent. But I still feel just having OG Ananobi, Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, those two guys anchoring the defense right now, and then you add DeJounte Murray, who Early on in his career was a really good defender. He's gotten away from it a little bit, if you want to say. I think just paired up with those type of individuals will light a fire, you know? We'll get him playing back to the defense that we know he's capable of. And to me, that solves a lot of issues playing alongside a smaller player like, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson. So to me, I would go go for DeJounte Murray. That that's what I think. I don't think he's gonna cost you as much of as a Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, look, if you pick up a Dejounte Murray, it doesn't work out. You gotta be smart enough to know when to cut ties and flip him for something better. He's still a young player, yeah, who's gonna have value. That's the thing with Dejounte Murray. You can always flip him because he has a you know a team friendly contract. He signed an extension this this summer. Um, so if it doesn't work out, the Knicks can turn around and flip him. Obviously, we still have that clutch aspect with DeJounte Murray. Not saying, you know, that's going to prevent the Knicks from trading with the Atlanta Hawks. But it seems like the Hawks are open for business and Murray's name. It seems like he's going to get traded, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Knicks, who knows, right? Um, but I, I see it with DeJounte Murray. I see the Knicks going going that route just because of his 
team friendly contract. And if it doesn't work out, he, they can always flip into another team and say, hey, we got this all star guard. He was an all star. He's, he's on a good deal. He's still putting up good numbers. He's, he's a good player. Um, he's not a, a slouch. Yeah. Right. So I see that um, aspect of it. But the door I'm picking, oh, man, see, I would pick Brogdon. But the thing about Brogdon is if you guys take a look at his contract, he's owed 20 million this year and he's owed 20 million next wow. year, over 20 million next year. And the thing about Malcolm Brogdon, um, Samuel in the chat says door number one, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that's that's the obvious door, right? Donovan Mitchell, right? But it's just like the, that one too. the avenues of getting that done, Chris, is, is, is going to be uh, – hard for the Knicks to say the least but who knows but the thing about Brogdon is oh man Brogdon would be such a good piece on this team like he would yeah. like coming yeah. in off the bench spelling Brunson um he's been there done that obviously he has durability issues he could hit the threes a good defender um the thing is would you care about that 20 million owed to Malcolm Brogdon next season you know, when you have guys like Hartenstein that needs to be re-signed. OG Ananobi needs to be re-signed. And now you have Brogdon on your books. I mean, I'm sure you can get that done. I'm sure you can fit it, fit it all in. But if the Knicks feel like Brogdon is a piece that will push them further, I say go for it, you know, because we'll figure all the the, the, the stuff out later because the cap is continuing to rise um, and OJ Ananobi, we're going to talk about his contract uh, coming up in a bit. But if the Knicks can fit Brogdon in here, Chris, I think that's a perfect fit. But um, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about Brogdon? Yeah, I mean, you you said it. The contract is the scary part about it. I mean, we got guys that are coming up that are going to need you know new contracts. Yeah, and you know you don't want it to to be the case where you get Brogdon and then you know you're kind of out of a running to get a top type of guy. Um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't think we have much left to get a top guy, but you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't think that's the case, but I would hate to get Brogdon and then be at a point where we can't sign somebody just because, you know, we have a couple of extra million on our books. Yeah. So the money is crazy, but hope, hopefully, Hey, hopefully we could get a Brogdon and still make something work out. Right. Yeah. Because. I looked at, I was like, wow, Brogdon would definitely fit, and Portland would definitely be open to trading him because Portland isn't going anywhere. So I'm sure Brogdon's going to get dealt at the deadline. But that contract, you're not going to, I don't think you would have to give up that much. Maybe you would have to give up, you know, a Fournier and a protected first-round pick for Brogdon. Um, I think the money works in that regard. Um, but would they want to, like, I, I don't think I would give up Grimes. I mean, I'm sure they would haggle over Quint Grimes with the Knicks because they're like, these protective picks we don't really like. We like a young player, Quint Grimes. So, you know, trade Quint Grimes to us. Obviously, we're, we're rebuilding. That frees up a rotation piece because then if you trade for Brogdon without giving up Grimes, you know, then we're in the same boat as we were in with a Quickly and uh, a Barrett, you know. So that's where the New York Knicks kind of have to think about, like, what is best for the team right now. Um, yeah. And, and Quint Grimes, I mean – we, we came into this thinking that, you know, this trade will open up minutes for Grimes and versus the 76ers, he he played really well. And two two out of the four games, Grimes offensively, offensively has has been there. I mean, he's been the Quentin Grimes who we um, were accustomed to seeing last season, you know. Um, yeah. So do the Knicks just simply say we keep this team 
we we you know wait until the summer see what shakes out see what OG and Obi is going to uh you know cost us I don't know what they do I don't know it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting to see what they do you know yeah I mean look I mean that's the that's the other avenue in my opinion you know the waiting and being patient seeing how things play out yeah and again you know the 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 door number four to wait you know it's practically door number one as well right because the more you wait the more you know you could get donovan mitchell in here yeah so you know, if he hits free agency that is who knows what happens but you know i think that that's also a good good route to go i mean just see how things shake out but with that said we are four and oh since og has been here so i kind of want the knicks to be a little bit aggressive you know and kind of just go for it right I, I kind of do too. Who knows what's gonna happen next season, man? <laughs> I kind I kind of do too. Um, hey, Knicks fans! I'm proud to be partnering with Underdog Sports, my favorite place to play fantasy games. You gotta check out Pick'em. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can 20x your money by going five, four, five. I've been, you know choosing a bunch of nicks on this and i'm absolutely loving it sound like fun just download their app and sign up using my code nicks to get your first deposit up to a hundred dollars matched i can't wait to see your entries hit somebody's comments in the chat rick what's going on out of all the players available malcolm's the better better fit devo in the starting five is butter build the bench lv what's going on great i always appreciate you lv in the chat make sure you guys check out lv live as well but i gave you guys, I gave Chris and you guys four options. Door number one, Donovan Mitchell. Door number two, DeJounte Murray. Door number three, Malcolm Brogdon. Or door number four, just be patient and wait until the summertime and see what shakes out. Because as of right now, the way the New York Knicks are playing, new year, new Knicks. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein is playing out of his mind. You've you got to figure out what he's going to command on the open market, you know, I guess we can go into the Hartenstein situation now a little bit, Chris, but Hartenstein has been playing really well with the starters. And, you know, if you go for a door number one, a Donovan Mitchell, or if you go for like a bigger fish, the Knicks say that they think that they have the assets to get another superstar or star in here. You're not getting that done without including Mitchell Robinson this this year. You're not going to get that done. You know, they're going to haggle over you about the picks. They're going to haggle over you about Mitchell Robinson. And the Knicks have to ask themselves right now. It's it's, it's a tough question, and it, stinks. it sucks that Robinson is hurt right now because he was playing so well. But they really have to ask themselves, like, one, they don't know if Hartenstein is going to resign with them. So that's a whole other yeah. situation. He can just sign with somebody else. Somebody else can offer him a massive contract and then. You know, then we have Mitch, right, for another two years, I believe. But, you know, they have to ask themselves, if we were to, you know, trade a Mitchell Robinson, are you comfortable in playing Isaiah Hartenstein at center? Because the way he's playing right now. Whew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein, Isaiah, Isaiah Blockenstein, you know, all of a sudden he's blocking everything left and right. You know, yeah. he's he's been playing incredible, man. <clears throat> I... It, it makes you think, right? Mitchell Robinson, look, he's he was playing phenomenal this season before mm -hmm. he got hurt, talking about all defensive. But with the you know, with Isaiah Harnstein just 
playing just as well, if not even better right now for us. Does that make Mitch expendable? I mean, you you got to if the Knicks were had a deal in front of them to get a star and the roadblock was including Mitchell Robinson, I think that's kind of a no-brainer as at this moment. Yeah. Then you turn around and you try to sign iHeart and then you got to find yourself a backup big, but I mean, in my opinion, Tough I like I like the it's way tough. I it's it's hard because it's hard. I love yeah, Mitch, yeah. but I really like the way this unit has been playing. You know, with yeah, iHeart, he's yeah. he's a little bit more mobile, and he just look not to say that Mitch didn't give his heart out every time he was out there, but you know, it it seems like they're basically the same player. You know, you're not missing a step there. Look, the way offensively they look good, Hardenstein is, is a gifted passer. That's an underrated game of his uh that's not an underrated part of his game. He can you could say offensively he's a better he's a better fit, but you know, I guess we're just all prisoners in a moment. It's just, you know, we're trying to figure out ways to, you know, think about what team, what another team if another team approaches the Knicks, what would they ask for? You know, if if they were going to yeah acquire that that's just like Donovan Mitchell I'm sure if they were to get a DeJounte Murray I'm not sure they would haggle over Mitchell Robinson but then again they could if but the new the Atlanta Hawks you know it seems like they just want picks like they just want picks match the contract if we're gonna haggle over Grimes so be it but uh I don't know uh it's it's tough man it really is because Hartenstein has been playing his butt off and it's really a lot of Knicks fans are not a lot, but, you know, the question I'm seeing on X, on Twitter, at, at Knicks Nation, I'm seeing that, you know, Hartenstein's play is making, you know, the, making Knicks fans, you know, he could be a starter. <laughs> he could be a starter. And, yeah, he's playing. Like I mean, I, I think I think ideally you, you want to keep both of those guys, right? Because that's yeah. the kind of, you know, I think this actually helps us out in the long run because now you got Hartenstein, you got a lot of guys that are just, you know, Almost everybody is integrated and used to playing with each other to some capacity, right? Yeah. You're seeing Brunson get staggered with the bench unit. You're seeing it happen with Randall as well. And when Mitch comes back, you know, I think that's just a plus for us. You got iHeart capable of playing with anybody on that court. Yeah. And and I think that just makes us better. Like I I think we want to keep those two guys, but will Hartenstein eventually, you know, will he want to start somewhere? You know, again, he's playing at this level. Who's to say another team out there won't take a flyer on him. Yeah. Here's some of these comments really quick. Just Cameron says, what's going on? Just worried because the East right now is tight. I hope the Knicks don't end up being an eighth seed, even if they end up winning a lot of games. Don't think that's going to happen, Cameron. I think the New York Knicks are, you know, right now they're, they're playing really well. Be two, of the best teams in the, in the NBA, Timberwolves and the 76ers. Um, so I, I feel like, and look at our schedule coming up. I mean, the whole month of January, the end of January into February, we're, we're in Madison Square Garden for the majority of, of those two months. And it's about time because the NBA kind of screwed us with the, with the schedule. But um, I feel like the Knicks can, you know, get fat on, on, on some victories in MSG. JP the Great says, have y'all talked about Taj being waived? I'm just tuning in. Yes, Taj Gibson has been waived for from the New York Knicks. Um, it frees up a roster spot. I think they're down to 14 players, but Taj Gibson, the GOAT, not the GOAT, but, you know, we, we all love Taj. Wish him nothing but the best. I think he's going to go into coaching. Tom Thibodeau hinted at that, um, I think, last game. But he came in here, 
did what he was supposed to do. Um, he's a warrior. Gotta love Taj and uh, wish Taj nothing but the best, man. Yep. Absolutely. Taj Gibson, you know, came in and, and helped us out the best he could, right? Yeah. We, we all saw it. He's, he's, he wasn't in the greatest shape, but he left it all out on the court, man. And and it'll be nice, man. It'll be nice to see Taj Gibson on the bench with the Knicks, you know, maybe a mentor role, something like that. Yeah. Rick so says, shout out to Taj Gibson. Rick says four years, 72 million for Isaiah Hartenstein, Chris. What are you thinking about that? Because look, four years, seven. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's isn't that more than what Mitch got? Yeah, Mitch got 50. 50. So I think um, he got didn't Mitch get like 60? 50 or yeah, 55 or 60. I think you're you're right. Probably 60. I don't think I'd go that high. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't, I don't think I'd go that high because look, I mean, I heart is, is playing out of his mind, but you can't just pay him based off of, you know, the first, you know, if he keeps this up till the rest of the season, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you might have to pay that man that amount. But as of right now, I can't see it going. I can't see it going past like 50, maybe 55. Yeah. If he if he keeps this up, I could see it because he's going to command yeah. something from the open market. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, 007 says Hartenstein is going to get going to get the bad. Yes, he is going to get the bag. LV says, I mentioned, I would not be surprised if Leon picks Mitch in a deal and gets a big-time star because they like how iHeart is playing. And then um, I think uh, somebody said offense looks better with iHeart. Uh, that was you, LV. But somebody said Randall looks better. Randall plays better with an iHeart. Uh, Spider says, Randall plays better with Hartenstein. Mitch just clogs the lane too much. So, See, you see, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it stinks because I don't want to, you know, Mitchell Robinson, obviously he was playing so well. And I just feel like it, it's true. I mean, you know, Hartenstein, the way he's playing right now is, is, is incredible. And, you know, the way the Knicks are looking offensively, it took them some games to, to look like this. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it's like LV, every live in the chat said, it's going to be interesting if the Knicks, because, you know, that other team is going to want Mitchell Robinson. They're, they're going to want Mitchell Robinson in picks. Mitchell Robinson, Grimes, and picks if you're going to get another star in here. And I feel like the Knicks can't afford to to do that, you know, because then, then you essentially have a team of Brunson, um, insert whoever in the starting shooting guard who they uh, acquire, um, or if it's DiVincenzo, or if you do a, like a little move like a Brogdon like we talked about, Ananobi, Randall, Hartenstein. We have a, you know, hard off the bench. And then we have a good bench, and then we just build from there. Then are you competing with the Boston? Are you competing with the Milwaukee? You know, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, you know? I, I yeah. still feel like, you know, I'd rather have iHeart and Mitch on the same team, man. You know, one spells the other, and you yeah. just don't lose a step defensively as far as protecting the paint. I think that's just, you know... Look, if we're not going to have that stretch five type of player, I think this is the perfect combo to have, you know, in my opinion. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to them as long as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. You can try to hold on to them. But, you know, if if, if Leon Rose sees a deal, he's going to strike. And uh, look, I mean, he he pulled the trigger for Ananobi. Knicks are 4-0 with Ananobi. Uh, we opened up this podcast talking about how the Knicks have gotten to a 4-0. Um, but, yeah just chopping it up 
on this Sunday evening. If you're new here, so smash that thumbs up on, subscribe to the channel. As always, appreciate every single one of you in the chat. On We're on Apple, Spotify as well. We'll be releasing this after um, the live stream. But make sure you go out and vote for the New York Knicks. to an all-star game as well, man. Make sure you vote for the New York Knicks. I'm sure Knicks fans are doing their part. Um, it's just that, you know, Knicks take a bunch of slings and arrows from the national media. And I feel like, you know, the Knicks aren't that popular right now. But, um, yeah, make sure you go out and vote for Brunson, Randall. Um, I'm voting for Ananobi. I'm on for all the Knicks. Like that's just what I'm doing. Just just put the Knicks on the ballot. Any Nick, put them on the ballot. Don't even don't even vote for the West. <laughs> don't even vote for the next. Carlos in the chat says, guys, Hartenstein needs to stay with this group. Period. He is balling. Don't forget about Isaiah Hartenstein too. He's very durable. Like he played all 82 yeah. games last season. That's an underrated. Like that's as. Uh, as long as he's, he's a good passer, he's a good offensive player. Um, the offense flows better, you know, with him in the lineup. Defensively, he's blocking Rudy Gobert three times at the rim. He's blocking Joel Embiid at the rim. Um, uh, and he's playing every single game. He's getting cut up, Chris, every game. Seems like every game he's coming out for like a cut. He's getting <laughs> I was just going to mention that. <laughs> he's getting punched in the mouth. He has like, blood all over him. And he's playing like this. So... Got to give credit where credit's due, man. He's right? he's playing amazing, man. Yeah. Like he's 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 getting. I mean, he has these games: nineteen boards, eighteen boards, twenty, twenty-two, twenty. It's insane, man. Yeah. Um, I I can't say enough about Hartenstein, but you got to keep him, man. I feel like you got to keep this guy. You got you got to the Knicks have to have him as a priority to resign. Yeah, definitely. We'll have his rights. We'll have OG Ananobi's rights as. Well, B. Willis in the chat. I heard playing against Mitch in practice made him a better player. Um, yes, you can, you can throw that out there as well. Big Taz, man. What's going on, Big Taz? Is it possible they can keep both? They can. They can keep both. But, you know, what Chris and I were bringing up to you guys is if they, you know, were to get another quote-unquote guy in here, you know, they say they claim to have the assets that will get that deal done. And if you're just going to throw them Grimes, Fournier, and a bunch of picks, you know, who's to say another team will probably just be like, hey, yo, give me Mitchell Robinson and Grimes, and then then all of our youth would be essentially gone because we'll lose, we'll lose Robinson, Obi, Grimes, Barrett, quickly in the in the span of a year. That, that would be a shock if they yeah, did that. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane but look i guess i guess it boils down to who who's the guy that we're getting right yeah who's the star that we're getting in that deal you know i guess it'll hurt less depending you know if it was somebody we'd we could really you know use up in here like if you're telling me we're getting an Embiid or something like that you know i'm not saying that we would for those pieces but you know that would get me excited i'd be like yeah sure why not yeah but you know, I, I don't know if I want to lose any more of these uh, young guys that we got, but that's the way you, you know, you move forward and you make your team better. You know, you hope you're making the right moves. Yeah, circling back to DeJounte Murray, here's why I like the Murray trade. Um, you trade for DeJounte Murray, you bring him in here, um, you know, great contract. You know, I think he'll fit well with this squad, but I feel like during the summertime, if it doesn't work well, or like let's say a Donovan Mitchell, the contract extension isn't working well, you can flip him. You know, you can flip him. 
for like let's say another trade you could flip him like for donovan mitchell you know i'm just saying there's 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 ways where the new york Knicks can kind of play around with that but you know that's that's one of the reasons why i like a murray trade but i feel like a brogdon trade will make this team instantly better like instantly like we're we're starting to you know play really well right now um you know deuce is starting to play well um you know, Hartenstein is playing well. Brunson is an all-star. He should be an all-star. And I, I feel like as time comes, OG Ananobi will start to, you know, offensively, his game will pick up a little bit. Even at Toronto, he was kind of struggling. You brought this up last in the last podcast. He was kind of struggling offensively with the Raptors because he was playing with a Siakam and a um, Scotty Barnes. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> hopefully his offensive game will, will shake out, right? You're not worried about that for OG. I'm not worried about it because if you see the looks that he's getting, these are the, you know, these are the corner threes. These are yeah. the, you know, we're we're just recently we started seeing the Knicks running more sets for him, right? Because you got to remember this guy's coming into a new team, doesn't know the system. You know, I know it's a read and react system, but doesn't know it as well as he possibly can. Yeah. And little by little, you're starting to see him get more and more involved. He's getting a lot of shots. You know, he's getting a decent amount of shots up for the Knicks, but. You know, I'm not concerned. He's hitting like one of four threes here and there. But statistically, you know, he's going to knock down those three-point shots. I'm not too worried about OG. You know, again, his calling card is his elite defense, and that creates offense for us at the end of the day. So if he's scoring, that's fantastic. But his defense creates offense for us. Yeah, he plays well off of Brunson and Randall. I mean, such a great high basketball IQ player. Um, um, you know, as time goes on playoffs, he's going to be, I mean, amazing. And he, we're already seeing it, you know, just in a week, in a week spans, we're seeing him run, you know, I think last game versus the wizards, they ran him some sets. Like they were used to run RJ Barrett off curls and whatnot. So it's coming. His offensive game will be coming. LV live says with the Knicks moving IQ and RJ, that tells you that no one is off limits except Brunson and Julius Randall. This is their team. You know, I, I, this past summer, I started coming into the season. This is Jalen Brunson's team. And right now, the way Brunson and Randall are com- com- complimenting each other. I mean, this is their team. And right now they're 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 building like he's they're building around them. They want to build around them. Um, So cat rumors, you know, the Randall included in the cat rumors. I don't think that's going to transpire. And you can forget all that, I think. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just this is their team right now. No, yeah, I mean, look with with RJ being traded, I think that's that clearly shows that this is the team they want to build around Randall. They want to build around Brunson, yeah. and throwing OG Ananobi there. I mean, look, we keep hearing this. You know, we've heard Jalen Brunson say a perfect fit. Julius Randall saying, you know, perfect again. And look again. This is the, another reason why I'm not worried about OG offensively. Yeah. It's 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 more shots for Julius Randle. It's more shots for Jalen Brunson. But not only that, I feel like there's more space out there for them, right? Because OG, statistically, again, corner threes, he's taking the spot of RJ. You know, they can't leave OG Ananobi out there by himself on an island the way they would with RJ when he's cold. You know? So, yeah. again, opens up the space, and you have Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson taking more shots mm-hmm. and being efficient with it so again addition by subtraction so yep. og's going to come around offensively 
you know, he's he's going to get more usage than he did in Toronto. And who knows? He might surprise us. You know, he might he he might go off offensively and, and, and turn into an even better player with us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well said. I mean, is this a year where Leon Rose just says, screw it. We're going all in. We're getting everybody. <laughs> we traded our guys quickly, RJ. And now we still have the first round picks in the chamber locked and loaded. Because don't forget, the New York Knicks have two first-round picks upcoming in this draft. They have the Dallas pick, and they have their own pick. So do you see them drafting two players and putting them in the rotation? You know, could be. Lose a Hartenstein, not saying that will happen, you know, depending on, you know, how that situation goes. Could be. But we have two first-round picks coming up this summer, and it's looking like the Mavericks pick will finally convey um, – I mean, after last year's debacle, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 gives me the inclination, Chris. Like, I think they're going to trade at least one of those picks. I think they're going to trade at least yeah. one of those picks because I do think um, that we have to draft somebody in the first round, right? Is that is yeah. that what you were about to say? <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say the yeah. same thing. I feel like we, I feel like we have to. I mean, what, what was the last player that we actually drafted? I mean. Was it was it was it Keels or was he on? Was it Trevor Keels? I forgot. I forgot. I forget. But yeah. case in point, we have to draft a young player that yeah. you know. We got to have something for the future as well. Yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't shock me if the Knicks, you know, I mean, it really wouldn't shock me if we don't draft anybody. But I think ideally, you still want to use at least one of those draft picks, and and I think yeah, I think you have to include the other one in the trade, and and. You know, it's it's time for us to use some of these picks, some of these draft, some of the draft capital we have, and and you know, get that player, man, that the next player that is going to take us to the top, man. Yeah, so I do think they'll use one, and I do think they will draft because it's been what a couple of years now, like we said, that they've drafted in the first round. LV says way more spacing with OG, both Randall and Brunson can operate. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we. I I wasn't ex- like honestly, I wasn't expecting the Knicks to just you know use Randall and Brunson way more, but it has simply been way more and it has worked. Brunson's assist numbers, Chris, too. I mean, they've been up career high, 14 assists two games ago. Last game versus Wizards, I think he had eight or nine assists. Sharing the ball, the ball's moving. Offense just looks good. It's not sticking. (laughs) And we're hearing that a lot within the Knicks, you know. Everyone's sharing a rock. Everyone's playing with, with with, with, you know, against their everyone's playing within their strengths not forcing it so you know i feel like we're starting to build here and i i, I like what i'm seeing from the squad i really do but brunson's assist numbers chris i mean that he that he got you know a lot of knicks fans said oh brunson can't pass he doesn't average he can't pass like a Halliburton. burton but we're starting to see it from jb he could pass <laughs> he's showing yeah, you he I mean- could pass he had what fourteen assists one of the past games. Yeah, alone. So you know, look, Jalen Brunson, he can pass the ball, but if the ball doesn't go in the basket after that pass, he can't get an assist, right? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I see that a lot. I've seen that a lot in the past. It's not like he's not looking for guys. It's just, you know, <laughs> it has to be perfect. You know, if he passes that ball, the ball has to be made. So I, Jalen Brunson, he's he's phenomenal, man. That that's that's one knock on him that I just. You know, I don't buy it. Man. Yeah. If he wanted I, to, I'm sure he could get 10 assists every game. Yeah, he's doing it. 
and he's doing it. Spider says draft Bronny and get his daddy in here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, two first round picks, draft one of them for Braun and get uh Le- pair, Le- pair LeBron with uh Leon Rose. Um I don't know if uh clutch clutch client would like that, but uh Evan Best says Taj is gone gone. So who is coming in? Is it Cat? <laughs> uh Evan, what's going on? But no, it's not Cat, man. I mean I don't know. It's not gonna be Cat, Evan. It's it'll be it'll be Sims. Sims is coming in. <laughs> exactly. Um Nixon Nice, what's going on? Salute, salute, salute to you as well. Just chopping it up. I I raised a question. Look, Knicks are playing well. Kind of reset the room a little bit. We came in talking well. I'm talking high things about the New York Knicks are four and to start the year. Schedule starting to lighten up here. We're home. Um a lot of games to uh end the month of January in February. And uh OG is uh was he plus eighty something? In his first four games, something like that, averaging 12 points a game. Um, and I brought up some nerd stats earlier on in the pod about uh, OG's defensive points per possession, minus 38.6 when OG and an OB is on the court. Efficiency differential, that is team points scored per 100 points per possession, team points allowed per 100 possessions, plus 46.4. Sorry to get nerdy on you guys, but that is it's good. It's good. When OG and is on the court, things are looking well for the New York Knicks. But I, I posed Chris a question earlier saying door number one, you know, Donovan Mitchell, door number two, you know, uh, DeJounte Murray, door number three. You know, we get another, you know, crafty point guard in here. Malcolm Brogdon, Tyus Jones didn't didn't really have a, a good showing versus us in Washington or door number four. Just simply, you know, kick the can to the summer, see what shakes out, be patient and uh, use your first-round picks in the summer and uh, see what the OG and OB contract looks like, see what the Isaiah Hartenstein's contract looks like. But if you're if you're Leon Rose, we just beat Philly. Philly. I said Philly. <laughs> we, just beat, we just beat Philly. I mean, two of the best teams in the East we just beat in the past week, Minnesota and Philly. Say what you want. Those are two great wins, Chris, you know. Yeah, those are those are wins that we needed. I mean, yeah. we kept hearing it a lot. The Knicks, oh, Knicks are only beating teams under 500. They don't have those signature wins, you know, against the top tier. Well, there they are, you know, Minnesota and Philadelphia, yeah. two of the best. So, you know, think things are looking good for us right now. And I, I think we're only going to get better. Big Tass, as I remember in this chat, we used to talk about OG and OB, and we got them. We used to talk about OG so much so much (laughs) and now he's on the new york knicks and looking good is looking good his offensive game will come uh nixon i says og is a glorified glue guy he doesn't score enough clyde mentioned yeah clyde took some shots at og during the last game i was like all right clyde relax he's like og you need to shoot that mid-range jump shot i was like you know (laughs) at times og can be a little bit too selfish but i just feel like that's him getting trying to get acclimated with the new team you know he doesn't want to you know push anyone's buttons he's trying to do the right thing and maybe that's that's just him look i haven't i've watched og and a lot but he he is a selfish like a selfish player like not a self unselfish player and he passes it to the open man passes it to the right man and look uh the way he's playing the way the new york knicks are playing with him let's go um yeah. lb Lie says Knicks will make a move for a backup playmaker but will hold all those major picks for a major move this summer yeah we talked about it like a brogdon his contract 
20 million this year, 20 million next year. They're not going to want anything crazy. Uh, they'll probably want one protected first, match it with the Fournier deal. Um, if they'll haggle, if they haggle with Grimes, I don't think I'm doing it. If you can get like a backup playmaker without giving up Grimes, but then Chris, we fall into the same rut of, you know, the guard situation. So that's the kind of, you know, thing that they have to, that to ponder about, you know? That's true. But I, I, I really like the, the Brogdon, you know, look, yeah. because you're replacing, you know, what you were getting from quickly, right? You're getting a strong defender. You're getting someone who can shoot the three ball and someone who can create a little bit. Right. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing we're missing right now is that, that other create creator shot creator off the bench. You know, we know Jalen Brunson can do it as a starter. Julius Randle could do it, you know, but we're missing that, that piece specifically from IQ, you know, he's yeah. able to go in there and create his own shot. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it's not a Brogdon, I mean, like, like, again, who who do you think out there would would be that shot creator type? Is it like a like a Kyle Kuzma type no, of player? You know? I, I don't see them going that right. route. I, I I don't. I don't see them going that route. You know, I I feel like they they like what they have in Precious. Um, they they like their rotation right now. I feel like they want to stagger Randall and Brunson. We've seen that clear as day. They want to stagger them. So I, I yeah. feel like, look, if we substitute Barrett and quickly for an OG and an OB and a you know a Dejounte Murray or a Brogdon, you've upgraded your team. You know you've upgraded your team in that regard. And if let's say you only have to give up like for a, a Brogdon, you're not going to have to give up a lot of picks. But a Murray, they may want you know first round picks for Dejounte Murray. Seems like they're yeah. trying to reset their uh, whole team down in Atlanta. But I just. It depends on who you're trying to go after. You know, the Knicks have to really be choosy. Like, they have to really be smart here. They're, I feel like this next move is is is, imp- is very important for this team because these first-round picks, are you going to use them? Are you going to draft somebody? Are you going to trade them for, a, a, like, a Murray or, you know, a Brogdon or a Tyus Jones? Has, name has been out there. Um, or you just let Deuce right out the season. Miles McBride right out the season. And, uh... You just go from there, Chris. I mean, it's going to be interesting, this this trading deadline in, in about a month. There's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of movement, I think, this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, look, yeah. there's a lot of avenues that we can take. And and like you said, Atlanta has kind of, you know, out, I guess waving the white flag. They're let, letting it be known that, hey, basically anybody outside of Trey Young is available. So, you know, I mean – It'll be nice to get a DeJounte Murray in here, you know, like you said, flip him if it doesn't work out, you know. I'm excited, man. I I, I really want to see if the Knicks are going to go out there and be aggressive. I think they will be, you yeah. know, time, time will tell. But I think this is this is a good time for us to get another piece in there, yeah. you know. LV says, we just need someone to hold it together so Brunson can rest. Tyus Jones is perfect and cheap. If you want to go that route, I mean – I don't hate it. You know, he's not going to start. He's starting in Washington. I mean, I mean, the Wizards are an absolute mess. I mean, they came back in that third quarter, but I was like, dang, man. I'm, it, it honestly would, it sucks. Probably sucks to be a Washington Wizard fan right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that would be a cheap option. Um, I don't know, Chris. What are your thoughts about Tyus Jones? You like that? He's a, he's a nice player, but I yeah. mean – I'm not gonna like sit here and 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 
pretend like I know what what he's been doing because I haven't. But he didn't show me too much out there when I, you know, recently. So yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but you know, I think I would rather roll with a loose McBride. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit crazy in that regard, but you know, he's been showing us something lately, and why not give him those spot minutes? You know, yeah. let him, let him improve some more. Yeah, I mean. But in the, like in the playoffs, is that enough? Would that be enough? You know, in a seven game series, let's say we matched up. I think if the go ahead, you want to say something? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, uh, you know, come playoffs, JB is not gonna leave the court. <laughs> <laughs> you That's won't true. need a backup point guard. <laughs> You're right about that, man. He plays. <laughs> what did he? Yeah, what is it? Game five, where he played off off forty eight minutes. I mean, you're yeah. right about that. But um, but no, I feel like they have to, you know, whether that's starting alongside of him. But DiVincenzo, 50, 50% from corner three, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA right now. And his defense has been good. He's, 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 a, he's a good, crafty defender as well. He, he knows where to, where to pick his spots and pick pockets as well. So, you know, do you, do you bring someone else in here to start? I think if you're bringing someone in here to start, it's, it's a, obviously a, clearly DeJounte Murray. But if you're bringing someone in here to spell Brunson, then it's a Brogdon. And um, Brogdon or who did I bring up? Jordan Clarkston. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. Depends where they want to go to, you know. Jordan Clarkston. You guys in the chat, you like Jordan Clarkston? Haven't mentioned his name. <laughs> what would they ask for a Jordan Clarkson? I, th- I thought I saw somewhere that they wanted like a first or something like that. Yeah. They would probably ask for the moon. Like Danny Ainge is. Yeah, I think, I think that's crazy, man. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, he's bounced around the league a lot, but you know, he's a scorer. That's what he is. Yeah, he'll I mean, come he's in. He's not and, having his, his prototypical season, you know, where he's yeah. he's six man candidate and all that. But you know, to ask for a, a first or two, I think that's a little bit, you know. But then again, like you said, Danny Ainge, right? <laughs> yeah, he'll haggle over something. But um yeah, I mean, look, I mean, they can be patient, they can make a move, you know, the way the squad has been playing to start this new year, it's 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 honestly it's it's refreshing because it was doom and gloom there like like two weeks ago. We got punched in the mouth versus the magic, the thunder loss was, you know, iffy, and then we just had to make a move. We did make a move. And OG and Obi's impact on the court. I mean, the proof is in the playing. The proof is in the numbers. I mean, he and the offense will come. I mean, it, it will. We're still dropping like 120, 130 points a game. And, you know, Jalen Brunson, he can keep this up. It's not like this is just like a hot streak. I mean, this is a hot streak, but this is who he is. You know, he's going to have a couple of games where, you know, he gets cold. He can't – He like like – last week where he had that stretch of two weeks ago where he had that stretch of games where, you know, his shot was off a little bit, but I feel like, you know, obviously he's just playing at a whole nother level right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we said it not too long ago. JB looked like he was tired, you know, those, those floaters weren't going down. He was, he was getting to his spots, but it's, it was just short or, you know, at times a couple of, you know, almost air balls. It was like really weird. But since we got OG, man, I mean, things have just been clicking. And again, not worried about OG's offense because he's so good defensively that 
you don't need it yeah. <laughs> right now you don't need it but it and will it, come that's it's true. there it's coming yeah you know yep he, he's athletic and it is there it is coming 130 people in the chat appreciate every single one Let's of you go. we are live on youtube um appreciate every single one of you just chopping it up sunday night nicks are rolling vibes are good feeling good about this squad we're just you know trying to figure out what is that next move for the new york knicks for leon rose and the and the squad but you know the way the knicks are playing now let's say they you know last season chris we went on what eight nine game winning streaks multiple times that uh that yep. season so look four game winning streak it's possible and if deuce keeps this up i mean i'm like what i'm seeing from deuce but I'm just concerned a little bit that you know during the playoff time, it's it's you know like you said, Brunson isn't coming off the off the court anyway. But you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's interesting. You know, it, it it this is a very interesting time for the Knicks. You know, we got OG, but I feel like this next move is gonna really tell us fans and tell everybody that where the Knicks are thinking, like where where are they trying to go? Are they trying to make the yeah. big splash, or are they just trying to build the pieces around? Brunson and Randall and just trying to build a complete team and not worried about like a big three, you know, they're just worried about putting the right pieces alongside Brunson, Randall and OG Ananobi. That's yeah. going to be the next domino. Yeah. And I think honestly, that's the right approach to take, yeah. you know, again, I don't think it has to be a, a top five superstar or anything like that. Just get yeah. the right piece in here. Yeah. Buzzer beater. What's going on? Happy new year. Happy new year to every single one of you in a chat. You can see us win 50 games. Yes. I can see us win 50 games as well. 007 Danny angel want 10 picks and your grandkids for a Jordan. Clarkson. <laughs> Look, um, obviously, he all he wants right now is picks. You know, I think I think the the Jazz are like one game out of the play-in tournament, so who knows if they sell off, but you know, I think he'll want picks for for Clarkson. Buzzer Beater says Angie Wiggins minus athleticism is RJ equals RJ Barrett throwing shots at RJ Barrett. Come on, Buzzer Beater. <laughs> um LV says, I love what we have. We just need that playmaker to help keep Brunson fresh. So when playoffs come, he is ready and not burned out. Yeah, I mean Let's say playoffs come, Chris, and it's – I'm just, you know, let's say this happens. I'm not saying it will happen. Let's say playoff comes, Brunson's balling, Randall is Randall in the playoffs. You know, LV Live brings up a good point. Like, you need another – a guy scoring. Like, you need another punch, you know, to score for the New York Knicks in the playoffs. But I'm just saying, if that were to happen, that's that's why LV Live brought that up. Because I feel like they're they're working towards that. They're working towards – uh. A deep playoff run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. We're gonna need a little bit more firepower, especially if we're thinking about making a deep playoff run. Yeah. But you know, who who could that be? Is that a Dejounte Murray in your opinion? I, I think it could be. You know, if the New York Knicks go out and get Dejounte Murray, um, then would they dare have him come off the bench? Or would they keep Devo? So. Or would they keep Devo in there? Because the way we're playing right now, I mean, why switch it up? You know what? If he was willing to do that, that would be fantastic, in my opinion. Because then you're kind of addressing all your concerns, right? Yeah, you got a, a dynamic 
you know, you got a dynamic piece coming off the bench in, in Murray who can create his own shot, mm-hmm. plays plays defense, so he'll fit right in with that group. Um, that'd be great, in my opinion. But would Murray be willing to come off the bench? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Almighty, what's going on? Stop playing with my son. OG, what's good? What's good, man? Um, Nixon Knights beating Philly, got the league scared. And it's funny, right when we beat the Philadelphia 76ers, who came out and said, oh, I'm getting excited about my New York Knicks? Stephen A. Smith, the guy who was <laughs> trashing the whole team this whole season. Man. I can't with him. I don't players. know, man. I feel like that's just an act or something. It is. Like, it is. He can't be a Knicks fan. And, and oh, Come on. Some of those takes are just terrible, man. Yeah. Like the whole not being moved by OG Ananobi. Um, are you kidding me? Especially after his debut? Come on, man. Um, yeah, Evan says Brogdon's IQ is like Brunson. Yeah, Brogdon, look, the thing you, that concerns you about Brogdon is obviously his durability. I think he got hurt last season with the Celtics when the Celtics were in the playoffs. So that's a that's a you know uh, something to ponder about as well. You know, you bring a Brogdon in, he gets hurt a lot. I mean, so, but, you know, they, they can go that route. They can go many different avenues. They can go many different um, routes they can they can choose from. Um, LV says, no way for DeJounte Murray. Too expensive. We need something cheap because then you push all your chips in the middle of the table for a superstar this summer. Yeah, I mean, I look. You 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 bring that avenue in here, and uh, look if you're if you're trading for a Dejounte Murray, you will have to give them picks, and then you're yeah. essentially trading away your first round picks for you know is that going to get you into the Eastern Conference? So you're essentially depleting your assets. But then I brought up the thing to Chris saying that you can flip him, you know, like if Cleveland is losing Donovan Mitchell, backs up against the wall. You can easily say, look, we got DeJounte Murray here. We'll trade him to you guys, and you can go from there. But, yeah, it's interesting, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I I personally, I would take that gamble on DeJounte Murray. I mean, I think it's a worthwhile risk, especially with, again, he's a younger player. You could flip him, per se. Or, you know, do we just wait and try to get Donovan Mitchell? But, again, we don't know what's going to happen the yeah. following season. In my opinion, I want the Knicks to be a little bit aggressive and let's see what we can make happen this year, you know? For sure. Appreciate every single one of you in here chopping about the New York Knicks. And uh, next game is against Portland. Portland beat the Nets tonight. So we got to be, uh, you know, cautious about that. Get it done at home. Take care of your business. Um, you know, we're playing well at home, actually. Uh, the Knicks are, I think, they're eleven and four at home. Don't quote me on that, but I think they're pretty good at home. Um, but yeah, Chris, let's talk about this OG and OB contract before we uh, uh, wrap things up. Um, so the reported contract that the New York Knicks from Jake Fisher, um, what was it, one hundred eighteen million plus for OG and OB over four or five years? Yep. That's what you saw. Yep. Over four years, they're saying he's going to command $118 million plus. $118 million being the, the low end. Yeah. So that is a little bit over $30 million a year for OG Ananobi. You probably do a three yep. plus one player option. What do you think about that? Um, what do you think about that? I think I think $118 million is about where I would think 
Yeah. So, but he has OG Ananobi has come out. You know, there's reports saying that he would take a discount. Yeah. To stay with the New York Knicks. What that discount is, you know, there was a lot of numbers floating out beforehand before he got traded. The the prior off postseason, you know, they were saying that uh it was gonna be 40 million a year for OG Ananobi. I thought that was insane. But hey, look, if OG is OG is gonna take a, a team discount and give us, you know, a team friendly deal per se, you know, what 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 would that number be to you? Um, I was listening to who was it? Um, I was listening to a podcast and he was saying if the Knicks can get OG around thirty a year, then we then that I feel like we we that's good. I feel like that's good if we can get that done. Because don't forget, you have the Brunson extension coming up. Yeah. Randall's gonna want more money. Um Isaiah Harnstein. So Knicks have to be careful here. But I, I feel like you make the trade for OG, you get him signed long term, because clearly that'll be a disaster if anything else were to happen. But um, but yeah, OG, I feel like uh, thirty. I mean, the cap is going up as well. We have to think about that. Cap yeah. is going up, so the Knicks, you know, they'll have they'll still have some wiggle room to work with. Got rid of the RJ Barrett contract, so they're essentially looking at it like RJ was due what twenty four, twenty five million a year. So if you pay OG five more a year than RJ Barrett, not too bad, you know. And then you not don't terrible, yeah. And then you don't have to pay for a, a, a you know, a quickly. You don't have to worry about that. LV says OG will give a family discount. Yes, got to take a pay cut, man, because uh, this this Brunson extension, Chris, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a this lot. It's gonna, gonna be the max, man. This this he's he deserves it, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. He definitely does, especially if he has another deep run, which I'm ex- the deep run of the playoffs, which I'm expecting him to have. And, you know, his playoff numbers are absolutely out of this world. Make sure you guys vote for the New York Knicks, Randall, Brunson, all the New York Knicks. Um, you know, Randall wasn't even on the first, you know, what was it? The, the ballot. He wasn't even on the first ballot, Chris. Yeah. So. You know the first the first uh, batch of results that came out, Julius Randle was yeah. nowhere to be seen, which is insane. Yeah, this is after he started dropping, you know, twenty five plus every single every single game. Yeah, so come on, get our Knicks into the All Star game, man. Um, right now, it's looking good for Jalen Brunson. Like we mentioned earlier, he was sixth um, in the East mm-hmm. in voting. So let's get Julius on there, man. I think if we get Julius Randle on there, Jalen Brunson out there, I want to hear ESPN say that we have no all-stars on this team. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired for ESPN, TNT. <laughs> we can never do anything that will satisfy them, honestly. We get OG, yeah. beat Philly. And they're still talking about, you know, the struggles of the Lakers and this and that. And they're not talking about anything else, but it's, t- it's, it's, I, I, it really bugs me, man. Like yeah. we'll, we'll beat Philly and they won't mention a thing. Yeah. They'll probably mention something like, oh, and B tweaked his ankle or something. I heard of that too. Yeah. You know, and he but, still dropped 30. <laughs> You'll hear that, but you won't hear, oh, you know, Knicks played a great game and then took down Philadelphia. It's always the, you know, like, like, like they interviewed uh, Julius, and I think they asked him a question of why the Knicks don't get, you know, the love they should get. 
And, you know, he basically said it in a polite manner, but he basically said, hey, you know, it's it's the cool thing is to hate the Knicks pretty much. Right. You know, yep. that's that's basically what I took out of it. But, you know, I would love to, you know, just for once, just give us our props. Right. That you know what? Don't don't. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't keep it up. I love like just don't. And then when we when we uh make some noise in the playoffs like we did last season, then everyone start coming out the woodwork. Um, LV says Brunson is getting a max deal. He is definitely getting a max deal. JB needs two hundred fifty million. Five years, one hundred sixty sounds good for OG and an OB. Yeah, I like five years, one hundred sixty million for OG and an OB. It's a valid deal. And uh, I feel like the Knicks can get that done, lock up Hartenstein. Once again, we were also talking about, you know, Mitchell Robinson, what the Knicks do um, with him. If they're trying to get another star, they're going to haggle over Robinson and Grimes and picks. Um, so, you know, we talked about that as well. But, yeah, man, uh, hit some of these comments before we head up on out of here. Once again, appreciate every single one of you tuning in. 130 people in here. Wow. Uh, that's that's love, man. Knicks fam, stand up Nixon Knight says man stop OG ain't worth 160 million come on he's gonna show you who he is he's gonna show you who he is uh Winhorse said that it is injuries that's how Knicks beat Philly yeah Winhorse said that and um I, I think on the 76ers pod like one of their YouTube podcasts I heard that as well that's why the Knicks beat Philadelphia that it was you know injuries and they were Tobias Harris once he got hurt and please please but uh, come on man you still had Joel Embiid out there I know he yeah. wasn't moving great per se but he still dropped 30 and if you're getting 30 from Embiid you'd figure that team will find a way you know to win that game yeah. but Knicks with lights out man we played a hell of a defensive game we we deserve props for that one I don't I don't I don't want to hear that injury crap We'll end it on this. Sports Guru says they still say Cavs are better than us after we beat the heck out of them in the playoffs. Point blank period. Evan says it's been fun. Great show. Appreciate every single one of you in the chat. This has been episode 30. If you missed the beginning, you know, obviously we can always, you know, rewind and go back. We talked about a lot today, Chris. Another episode in the books. We are home against Portland next game. Let's get this win. Let's get it done. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time. Mm-hmm.